1: Welcome back to two drunk brothers podcast presented by the sports podcast network. This is episode 129. Got a lot of stuff for you today, especially for all you fantasy football nuts out there. This episode's totally centered around fantasy football. We're going to break it out into two parts before we dive into that. Let's jump into something that's even more impressive. And it's the picks that two drunk brothers have been putting out, but really it's been one drunk brother. Travis has been on an absolute heater when it's come to baseball over the last week, uh, I think what up, you know, 15 something units over the last week, I it's think 15.9, up-
2: 16, whatever what, way you want to slice it. Uh, I think it's up like 19 over the last like 30 days, something like that. It's been kind of crazy. Um, yeah,
1: You're you are 85 and 63 and up 22, pretty much 22 and a half units in, in baseball.
2: Yeah. It's, it's been kind of crazy, especially because, we have not been ones to bet baseball in the past has been so unpredictable, but I've been just finding some, finding some diamonds in the rough, uh, diamond in the rough. Yeah. Insert. <laughs> I was going to say, insert, insert that song, but some, uh, pitching props have been hot. Of course. Now, as soon as we say that, uh, we're slated to have our first day in the red, uh, in a while as of right now, the way things are going tonight, um but you know so be it
1: so yeah but uh that kind of leads into what uh what we kind of teased last week but our patreon is officially going to launch on friday now with that being said our patreon is going to be mostly centered around college football and the nfl because you know guys know you, you loyal listeners you know that's our bread and butter um but with that being said we will be including picks like travis's daily mlb plays any ufc like and like Obviously, we'll still say, we'll still talk about the stuff on the podcast and not just be like, hey, you have to pay for it. But like, exclusive in depth analysis, reasons why we're betting on these games is going to be more on the Patreon, like full blown cards and stuff like that. That is going to launch on Friday. We're going to have three tiers. Um, they're all pretty affordable three, five, and $8 per month. All of them come with different perks and different benefits. But um, we'll be launching something. I may even, we'll see what Patreon allows me to do, but I may even like do a of, like a promotion for the first 10 people to sign up. They sign up for a $5 plan. They'll get the $8 plan for free for a month or something like that. Who knows? But that is going to be launching on Friday. So stay tuned for that because you're going to get inside analysis to stuff that Travis has been doing 22 units up in baseball. We were 32 units up in football in 2021. When we started tracking on the action network, futures, props, things like that, everything's going to be on there. So.
2: Yeah exciting stuff um we are really looking forward to having it come football season i know that me and jared both have been super pumped to get into football season but let's not get too ahead of ourselves because we are doing well and what we're doing uh stick with us follow us on everything right now when patreon comes it's gonna be dope uh with that being said Let's talk about a couple other things before we hop into fantasy football. Last week, was that last week, Field of Dreams game?
1: Yeah, it was on th- last Thursday, yeah.
2: Last Thursday, Field of Dreams game. Uh, we'll recap it, talk about it. It was kind of crazy. I think it was the the most watched regular season MLB game since like 2005.
1: I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Field of Dreams is such an iconic movie. I mean, the fact that, Watching that intro whenever they brought Kevin Costner out of the cornfields and then all the players came out of the cornfields, like I literally got chills. Like, and I don't, I fucking hate the Yankees. I don't like the White Sox, but that's just like to me was an amazing moment. And uh, I mean, it was just, it was, it, it, it was everything that baseball is meant to be, which is nostalgia. Like that, that's all it is.
2: Yeah. It was pretty awesome uh, just to see and everyone talking about it because baseball's kind of taken the back burner over the last few years. But, it was great for and the was, game of baseball,
1: and it was a, it was a fucking amazing game too.
2: It was amazing, and that that's kind of what I want to get into uh, for a second is the aspect. I see, I saw a lot of it going around. I'm not going to say that it necessarily was, but it could have been a little bit set up to end the way that it did. I mean, it was. I know imperfect. it's so. I know it'd be so hard to to rig a baseball game, but it kind of seemed a little bit set up like that. Uh, the White Sox had obvious control of the game going to the ninth inning. Completely blow it uh, down. I think it was eight to seven going to the bottom of the ninth. Tim Anderson hits walk-off home run to make – what did you say?
1: I said it was, he popped it, dude, and the fireworks yeah. started going off.
2: It was, it was a hell of a hit, but I thought it was a little bit ironic how the first – White Sox walk-off against the Yankees was hit by Shoeless Joe Jackson, which the whole Field of Dreams movie came from. And then, you know, so many some odd years later, Tim Anderson hits a walk-off home run in the Field of Dreams game against the Yankees. So it's like, there's a lot of people that were like, really skeptical about that and how it went down.
1: I mean, now you're thinking about it. Like baseball's probably got to be one of the toughest sports to quote unquote, fix a game. Like it's got to be that one of the toughest, unless you have an umpire calling like blatant balls and strikes for one team or the other, like NFL, you could throw football. You could throw like a flag on a big play. You could throw like multiple flags on teams to prevent drives, hockey, same shit. Uh, hockey be kind of tough too. I think basketball is the easiest. Cause they had Who? that one ref in basketball though. Shaving points for years. Yeah
2: uh who was aaron judge hit that uh go ahead home run in the ninth i believe it was yeah i don't remember i don't know the pitcher off the top of my head but he fucking just i mean served that ball right across the plate hanging for like here you go it, just, could, it, have that, <laughs> it could have could been him. that
1: could have been that cornfield iowa air man you never know i mean no one's ever played out there before and then what i what i, what I didn't like and i understand why they built a brand new stadium for it I legit thought they were going to play on the same field they filmed the movie on, though.
2: No, I knew they weren't going to do that because they've been showing, like, snippets of it. I mean, I don't think it's big enough and or nice enough. Probably look like Sandlot shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool if they would have, though, but I understand why they didn't. But uh, Rob Manfred did say it's going to come back in 2022, which I think is awesome. But I saw something on Twitter why not have like four or five games there a year? Iowa doesn't have a, a pro baseball team. I mean, they have the Iowa Cubs, which is the Cubs AAA affiliate, but they don't have a pro baseball team. Obviously, people loved it. I mean, give more teams a chance to play, because that was originally supposed to be the Cardinals and the White Sox. Did you know that?
2: Yeah, it was supposed to. Well, last year was supposed to be – I think it was supposed, still supposed to be the Yankees and the White Sox, and the Yankees had that COVID issue, and it was supposed to be the Cardinals, and then it got canceled
1: yeah.
2: Uh, and then the next year I heard some rumors of Cardinals-Cubs. Uh, that'd be sick. They're I supposed would go to be to. in that game. It'd be sweet. Um, if it, if especially Cardinals- very close to both fan bases.
1: I'll say, if it's Cardinals-Cubs, me and you are for sure going, because I've always wanted to visit that field anyway, visit that site where they film the movie, just because it's probably probably one of my top ten movies of all time. Um, so that'd be amazing. But anyway, I, I thought, it was, like you said, it was, it was overall good. For- I bet
2: – I bet that the parking situation and entry into the game would not be worse than Kauffman stadium.
1: So Travis has some qualms with Kauffman stadium. He went to the Cardinals no, have, Wales game on Saturday.
2: I have fucking qualms with that whole sports park. That is Kansas city where Arrowhead and Kauffman are right next to each other. They can't figure out how to fucking put people into a stadium. They can't figure it out.
1: All right. If you're listening to this right now and you got to from the tweet and you are from Kansas city, let us know why or why not uh, KC Sports Park is good or bad.
2: There, I there's no like argument for how it's good other than the tailgating aspect. But entry into it, there's like one way in, one way out of that place. Like, You're so
1: far from downtown KC. Like a Bush Stadium, you could walk out and go right to a bar. Uh, like I just feel like most stadiums are designed to be around downtown. And that's like what, five miles outside of downtown KC?
2: uh it's like a 10 to 12 minute drive put it in perspective we had a hotel right next to power and light which is like their whole shebang down yeah. downtown Kansas city it was a 75 uber there and a 75 uber back from the city oh my god yeah so and it's just horrible like they don't have like uber lanes because again you have to pull into this like huge monstrosity of a parking lot and pay to get in. And it's just a fucking nightmare, dude. It is insane. Like I remember I go to car, we go to Cardinal games and it's like, you don't have to wait in a line to get in there. Had people just like swarmed around the gates trying to get into this place. And it's just their concessions, the whole thing. You have to like order on a kiosk and then go around to a line to wait in your food and you give them the ticket and they prepare your food. Then terrible
1: i guess that's that must be a COVID thing because the last time i went was 2015 and me and they, irby, no it's and just it, a
2: new thing i think they were, they're they trying to be like techie and it doesn't work oh. well what we did we just me and
1: irby went and hung out in the center field they have a big like bar area out there in the center field out in the outfield area we just hung out out there and that was kind of fun so yeah sucks we you had, didn't have a good experience
2: i mean the field oh. itself don't get me wrong the experience is awesome the field is really cool and i really like just the atmosphere of the field but their game day operations they got working up in kansas city are horrible
1: man hopefully i don't have some mizzou sport management alums out there uh running not. that shit
2: i, I hope not because it's all <clears throat> regardless yeah, of so. the fact i had to talk about that a little bit get that off my chest um feel the dreams game while you're on topic of baseball next before we get into fantasy football down bad down bad do you have anything
1: I was going to say the San Diego Padres
2: are down bad. Right I now. I almost said that. They are very, very much down bad. I mean, it's to the point where we bet on the Rockies tonight against the Padres, and they're already winning in the first inning.
1: Yeah, so I mean, great for the Cardinals. Cardinals are only four games out of the wild card spot behind them. Uh shit. Fuck. They can't I mean, put
2: anything together. They've lost. No. I don't even know how many games with their last 10, probably eight or nine of the last 10. Now looking good for seeing Diego Padres. My down bad is Tim Tebow.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, what does he, he do? Didn't next? even does make
2: he, it to the regular season.
1: Does he try to drive an Indy car next? Like, like, well, like, what does he do from here?
2: <laughs> Where does he go? Obviously he's not done with whatever he wants to do in his life. Can't play baseball. I can't play football. I don't know. What I, there's nothing left to do. Go back to the SEC network, I guess.
1: Yeah, he got too big for a tight end, though. He like, got so jacked. I mean, he might as well. He looked like he was trying to play left tackle rather than trying to play tight end.
2: Uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but he had a pass to him this past weekend, and somebody stole it from him. Like another wide receiver took it from him. I don't know who it was. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but it was so funny. Dude. In one of the in the first preseason game. Tim Tebow down bad, Padres down bad. Uh, Down
1: bad.
2: Down bad. Before we move on, I forgot to mention this when we were on the whole uh, Field of Dreams game talk. The NHL does their uh, winter classic where they have their game outside. Now you have the Field of Dreams game where they did this thing, like this whole like one of a kind experience. What can the NFL do outside of a London game? Because that's like, obviously okay not program. the nfl
1: what the nba t- what the nba could do is like do like an nba street like nba park game like where they play out on like like a like a blacktop
2: yeah that would be different
1: not in just a blacktop okay i was gonna say top. well you
2: can't do blacktop because you gotta change the whole People ball and it's
1: yeah but like put put hardwood outside like put like a nice ass like hardwood court somewhere in, in like rucker park up but in, you could have city like city. you could
2: have like chain nets though that'd be kind of yeah
1: cool. Yeah, but then people would be like, "Oh, if I dunk too hard, I'm get." But that'd be something NBA could do. What the NFL can do? Yeah, London. I mean, there's not really much you can do. I mean, there's not anything cool you could play in unless you like go to like a I don't know, do a game like a high school football stadium or something. I don't know. Like that's about it. Like go yeah. to, go somewhere where they don't get to see professional football, like Montana, Idaho, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, somewhere like that. Like play like a college stadium and have a game up there for those fans to see because that's what they the dreams game was all about is like you know obviously it's an iconic movie scene but you know iowa they don't get to see professional baseball all the time
2: yeah for sure i just thought that was interesting that i saw a tweet about that i was like what could you know some of the other sports that haven't done something like this take away from but
1: but i just came up with an idea for the nba adam silver hit me up i had that first yeah nba hard court in rucker park outdoors be fucking awesome
2: That would be sick. He's too much of a dork that he'll just steal your idea. (laughs) Um, So here we are, folks. Time for the big shebang. Fantasy football 2021 preview. Um, Everything that we are going to be talked about, talked about, talk about, is based on a 10-man, half-point PPR league. So obviously not a whole lot changes, uh, but just for reference.
1: And to be fair, we are going to be breaking this up into two separate episodes. So this week, we're going to be talking about quarterbacks, wide receivers, and defenses. Next week, we'll do running backs, tight ends, and kickers. Everything we also pull from, as far as rankings are concerned, comes from the wonderful guys at FantasyPros.com. I had a subscription last year to FantasyPros.com. I won one league, and I didn't do so hot in the other one, but I won and one And then you the lost season. another but I won one league, fantasy pros helped me out a lot, so everything's coming from them. They have a really, really extensive website.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place
1: you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office
0: Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
1: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
0: Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.
1: I think the juice is worth the squeeze, especially. Well, speaking of which, we can tell everyone that's listening, Radio Unhinged, which if you guys uh, don't know where our slot is going to be, it's the new radio network, belly Up Sports podcast, um, or belly Up Sports in general. Our slot is at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so 4 p.m. Central Standard Time every Thursday. It's going to be like a modified version of the podcast, but we're going to be doing a fantasy league with a bunch of dudes from there, so it's going to be very fun. We're very engaged. They're going to tweet out like standings and stuff every week. I think it'll be a a really good time because Travis and I, going to be co-managing a team together so that'll be interesting in its own right i think
2: yeah it's gonna be awesome we're gonna dominate because we're about to give you some inside scoop on what we like this year for quarterbacks wide receivers and defenses which fuck defenses but we'll get into that a little bit later qbs hop right into it
1: so we're gonna we have like five or six talking points on, on each topic so
2: yeah so Uh, The big story heading into this year was rookie quarterbacks, Um, but not necessarily too beneficial in terms of fantasy. So are you going to avoid any rookie quarterbacks or do you have any on your radar? I think that I'm avoiding all of them until they prove themselves in the NFL.
1: I would say I would avoid all of them. Specifically, I think one that I think people are going to gravitate towards and jump at is going to be Justin Fields. But this is somebody that I'm staying away from. Uh, their offense is just meh and everyone's clamoring over how good he did on set sa- on Saturday against the dolphins, bro. Whenever they're, first of all, they're missing Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, e- Emmanuel Agba um, and somebody else. But when he was playing like the first quote unquote, first team defense, he did terrible. When he started playing second and third stringers, that's when he started to light it up. Like dudes were getting roasted. I never even seen. So um, yeah, I mean, he came,
2: he came out looking not too great. I would I would only pick up Justin Fields if you know you want to take a flyer on him as like your backup quarterback really late, like maybe potentially last round. Uh him, I mean,
1: he, be a, he he has to be a last round pick because he's right now he's the 20th quarterback coming off the board. So
2: yeah, exactly. I would say him and I would like maybe do the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. You know, take a flyer on him because those are guys that I feel like could heat up or get hot quicker than some of the other rookie quarterbacks that are out there like Mac Jones staying away from him Zach Wilson although we are Zach Wilson podcast uh staying away from him just because it is the Jets and then same thing with Trey Lance like he's not gonna obviously start for the time being so there's no point in rostering him uh and to me
1: the only one that's worth this where the juice is worth the squeeze like like we said is is Trevor Lawrence um but right now His draft stock's like 12th, 13th round in a 10 man league. To me, that's too high.
2: I mean, I would only, like I said, I would only take a rookie quarterback, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence in the last round with my last
1: pick. I think what Trevor Lawrence is, he's going to be the starter. We all know it's going to happen. He's got Marvin Jones, uh, DJ Chark, uh, James Robinson, Lavisca Chenault. He's got some weapons there.
2: I saw this, I saw something earlier. It's pretty cool the entire starting wide receiving core for the Jacksonville Jaguars are juniors. Marvin Jones, Jr. DJ Chark Jr. LaVisca Chanel, Jr.
1: Well, there you go. They're going to be catching some (laughs) from Trevor Lawrence. So, Oh, sunshine. I mean, that'd be the only rookie quarterback I would take. I would personally stay away from just because I think the Jaguars are going to be terrible. So, I mean, but we've seen a case where a quarter were terrible teams can have good fantasy quarterbacks a la joe burrow last year before he got hurt
2: yeah and that's the thing too i feel like a lot of people look at teams and they're like oh they suck i don't want anyone on that team the team itself does not have to be good to have a good fantasy player from that team
1: so absolutely so that
2: when you we're just we're so we're just going to say
1: stay away from rookie quarterbacks i would not take one except unless it's trevor lawrence in, in the last round that'd be the only one i would take as a flyer i agree all right, next question we're going to talk about is when do you take a quarterback? Because this is a highly, highly debated thing. Everyone always has that one jackass in their league that drafts fucking Patrick Mahomes in the second round and gets everyone else worried, and it starts a cascade of quarterbacks, and everyone drafts quarterback earlier than what they need to. But when should you, regardless, stick to your guns, and when is a sweet spot to really draft the quarterback? Is it depend on how the draft's going, how your league's set up, and scoring-wise, what is it?
2: So this year, and I'll, I'm going to mention this, right now, and I'm going to mention this again next week on the running back episode this year. It's kind of like, I was just anomaly. Almost. I would not take a quarterback earlier than the fourth round this year, because running backs are so scarce this year. There are, if you don't get your running backs off the board within the first three rounds, two of your starting running backs, you're fucked. I'm not taking a quarterback till round four or later.
1: I put, I think the fifth, sixth round is a sweet spot. You look at the ADPs right now, and in the fifth, sixth round, here's some quarterbacks you can still get. Russell. Oh, I'm Wilson, saying top, Russell. like a
2: top-tier quarterback. I still wouldn't drop him earlier in round four.
1: Yeah, I, I even think like, uh, okay, cool, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, they're going to go bye-bye, whatever. And in the fifth, sixth round is a sweet spot because there you can get guys like Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I'll take all those guys as my starting quarterback any day of the week.
2: Yeah, I mean, even probably Dak Prescott, if he's going to be healthy enough. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, too.
1: So, um, so no earlier I, in the four, I think the fourth, six, six,
2: Yeah. I say, even if it's Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't take him unless you have like the last pick, one of the last picks of the third round, and you've got two solid running backs that you really like. It's wide receivers are deep this year, we're going to talk about that, too
1: that's what I'm saying. Like if Patrick Mahomes is there and you've already got your first year running backs in the first two rounds and snag them. I mean
2: that unless you want no to go for it. Unless you want to go for one of the best tight ends. I'll Travis Kelsey.
1: Yeah. So it also depends on I, the scoring we'll setup. Cause cause like I know one of our leagues touchdowns for quarterbacks are six points and another one, it's only four. So, you know, if you're, why would you pick Travis Kelsey over over Patrick Mahomes if Patrick Mahomes gets six points every touchdown? You know, so
2: I don't know. As a matter of fact, you kind of sound like a Patrick Mahomes right now with your COVID issue you got going on.
1: I no, mean, I don't have COVID, everyone. I'm just I have a little bit of a cold, a head you cold. I'm all stopped up. Like literally, it feels like my head weighs about ten thousand pounds, but I'm still drinking, drinking. So at still least drinking.
2: I just can't get it. Now that's not going to get out of my head. I'm just going to put a Patrick Mahomes sticker over your face right now. <laughs> uh, QB that you see being a pleasant surprise this year, aka someone ranked outside of the top ten quarterbacks that you think would finish inside of the top ten. Let me go first. Uh yeah, we can debate. I have one. It sucks because mine is like right on that little barrier of top ten, but he's not quite in the top ten right now. See,
1: my mine. If you were in a if you were in a twelve or even fourteen man league this guy probably wouldn't be picked as a starting quarterback. I got, Baker. I, got,
2: you have I got Baker Mayfield.
1: I got Baker Mayfield. He's ranked 16th overall in quarterbacks. His ADP is 121, which is 12th, 13th round of a 10-man league. Uh, I just think this final year we see Baker put up the stats he's capable of. Again, it's his first time having the same head coach in back-to-back seasons. Um, I, if he, I think he can limit the turnovers with that. He ended the year last season – scoring 20-plus points in three out of the last five games. I know it's not crazy, but it's still something to kind of look at. Uh, i not saying it should be a QB one. If you wait long enough, he could be. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to take a flyer on a quarterback late, you know, a proven flyer, I think Baker Mayfield's that guy you can do. I think he's a guy that could slide in that top ten this year.
2: I was lingering uh, on taking him as my pick or this guy that I'm about to say. Um, but, yeah, I do like that. Mine? is going to be matt stafford he is right at number 11 he's the 11th ranked quarterback adp of 84 so you can get him pretty late a reason that i have him he's going to an offense run by sean mcveigh uh i think that's going to do wonders for his career and ability compared to what he was able to do uh in detroit he's got some pretty solid wide receivers cooper cup robert woods um and Tyler Higby, so he's, I think he's going to be fine on that. And not only that, but he has a fantasy ranked s- for a quarterback seventh easiest schedule this year. So combine all those factors together, I think Matt Stafford's easily going to finish in the top ten uh, and could be your starter from day one, just depending on what your roster looks like.
1: I mean, Matt Stafford to me, even when he was in the Lions, was a potential starter. Throw him in the Rams. Different ball game. I think he's ranked way too low. I think guys like Tom Brady and you know people like that should not be ranked ahead of them in fantasy.
2: I have I have another one that I wanted to throw in there that I think you could just steal a deep late pick that could turn into a top ten quarterback if slash one earns a starting job. Jameis Winston.
1: Okay. I think yeah. you can
2: stash and store him if he isn't named the starting quarterback right away because he will be. And he will be he like again, whether or not the Saints are thriving and best in the division, he could's gonna score you points because he can move the ball down the field.
1: Then if you come to find out four weeks in, they're sticking with Taysom Hill. Fucking cut him. I mean, it is what it is. If it, yeah, that would be like a last round pick for me. Another like,
2: like oh, because I it. mean he's the thirty first ranked quarterback right now, uh, according to Fantasy Pros. So yeah, you can get him. With your last oh. round pick, would you rather have Justin Fields or Jameis Winston? I think I'd take my shot with Jameis Winston.
1: Me too. I agree with that. I agree with that as too. Uh, agree with that as well. So we both have some quarterbacks outside of the top ten. We think we can slide in the top ten. Travis has Matt Stafford and Jameis Winston as an honorable mention. I go. I'm going with Baker Mayfield. I Think Baker has it. Has a stud. Uh, you know, a, a very good year this year. We're gonna go next. Which top ten rated quarterback going into 2021? So currently a top ten rated quarterback in fantasy. Are you avoiding like the plague? Mine was stood out to me like a sore fucking thumb right away.
2: Mine's Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah, same here. Easy. I don't know why he's the third one. I, I I don't get it.
2: I don't know either. I'm not saying that like he's gonna have a bad year. If I mean, if he were to, if I were to wait and take a QB and he's on the board, I'm the last one in my league to take quarterback, and Kyler Murray's there, I'm gonna take him. But given how high his ADP is, uh, this is a quarterback that I will absolutely not take given where they think he's going to get drafted. Because as of right now, his ADP is sitting at 35 and has a strength of schedule at 24. I mean, playing in that division is tough.
1: Yeah, the NFC West does not help him out at all. Also, something that I noticed is he started out the season very hot last year with scoring points out of the gate, ended the year on a cold streak, and that's when it matters. And and five out of his last six games in the season – he scored 20 or less points. Some games he scored under 10. So last five out of six games of the year, he scored under 20 points. Not great. That's not what you're looking for Come your w- w- in your fantasy quarterback when you're going for that playoff push or also in the playoffs trying to win that championship. Uh, and like you said, playing the NFC West does not do him any favor. So I'm avoiding Kyler Murray at all costs.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you might call us crazy because yeah, he did finish as the second highest scoring fantasy quarterback last year. But, but look at look
1: at, the, look at the divided points. Like That's because at the beginning of the year, he was scoring 35, 34, 28. Yeah. And then he just was ice cold come the end of the year.
2: Yep, I remember we bet on the Cardinals a lot to end the year because of how good they were at the, at the beginning of the year and got burnt. So I'm going to avoid him mainly because of what I remember seeing of him last year. All right. Now. We've talked about starting quarterbacks and a little bit about backup quarterbacks, but what are your thoughts on taking the backup QB uh, late? I think you absolutely should, no matter what,
1: even if you don't have
2: on, a good quarterback.
1: I think it depends on how deep your league is. Like if you're in a 12-man league, yeah, you 1,000% have to draft one because if you're the only one that doesn't, that doesn't draft one, you're stuck there with the top 23 quarterbacks off the board. And when your quarterback goes on a bye, he gets inevitably, he gets hurt. Then you're stuck with, you know, you're, I hate to say it, you're, you're stuck with Tua, you're stuck with, um, you know, Jared Goff, people like that to start for your team. I think it just depends on how deep your team is. I always draft one just in case of injury and 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 shitty performances and bye weeks. I mean, it happens. Or even tough matchups. Like, even if you draft, uh, you know, somebody like, Even Ryan Tannehill, he's like the sixth or seventh ranked quarterback this year. He's gonna have some tough matchups, like, and he doesn't do good, do well against tough teams. You have that backup quarterback if he has an easy matchup that week, maybe you start him over over Ryan Tannehill. So, I like to do it.
2: I think that, uh, the amount of bench players that your league has too also has something to do with it. Like, if you if your league only has like five bench players, which I know, uh, some leagues do, they have a small bench maybe not you just kind of have to read the lead like jared said and see what everyone else is doing because you don't want to be stuck having to pick up Tua off the waivers to start one week but, i mean not saying that Tua is going to be a, have a horrible year but he's not a great fantasy quarterback at the same time
1: no yeah you may get lucky and Tua might be playing like the jets or somebody that week but still at the end of the day like you don't want that guy to be your backup when you need him or if your guy goes down you're stuck with somebody like that the rest of the year so Take a look at the Baker Mayfields. Take a look at the Jameis Winstons. Take a look at um, who are some of the other guys that are ranked kind of lower in quarterbacks in up right now.
2: Uh, um, take a, that's tough. I don't know. Maybe.
1: Kirk Cousins. Deshaun Watson. Ben, Big Ben. Big Ben always puts up points. He's 19th.
2: Ryan I'm... Fitzpatrick. That's a tough one. I don't know if I'd take Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'd take Derek Carr or Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: I'm saying, like, look at those guys late. Consider taking one uh, because you want to – if you're in a 12-man league, you want to hear what the what the 25th through 32nd ranked quarterbacks are. They are Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, who's not even going to start the year, uh, Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, and Sam
2: Darnold. Zach Wilson and Jameis Winston wouldn't be horrible, uh, just because we're kind of their their season's uncertain right now. So yeah, but yeah, like, like not too too many great people there at all uh, to round out QBs. We are going to give you our power rankings, um, our top five fantasy quarterbacks heading into the year.
1: I didn't give any stats to back this up. I just neither. I just ripped off. off five. Cool. All right,
2: who's your first? Go,
1: oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean,
2: Mine too. Not not necessarily from the fact that because like last year he didn't put up the most points, but he is definitely the most consistent.
1: Yep, exactly, exactly. He's all you can always count on Patrick Mahomes to throw a, touch, a couple touchdowns.
2: And he has Uh, a 90s year schedule heading into the year.
1: There you go. Patrick Holmes, easy number one. Number two, we have the same one here probably.
2: I have – I don't know. I have one that might shock you.
1: I got Josh Allen.
2: I have Justin Herbert.
1: Okay. I have Justin Herbert in my top five. He's not number two though.
2: I just think he's going to have – I mean, he had a phenomenal rookie season keeping the same regiment heading into second season with a better head coach. AKA anyone not named Anthony Lynn. And uh, yeah, I think he's gonna have a phenomenal year.
1: Okay, I can dig that. So we got Mahomes, both have Mahomes. Travis has Herbert at two. I have Josh Allen at two. Number three, I have Russell Wilson. Kind of the same for the same reason I have him ranked so high like I have Mahomes. You can always count on Russ to go out there and at least chuck a couple touchdowns, run for a few yards here and there. I just think he's so dynamic.
2: All right. I like that. My number three, you might call me crazy. My number three is Tom Brady. Wow. Yeah. I I don't love their backfield and they just have weapons galore. Uh, we saw what he could do with, uh, I and mean, they won the Super Bowl last year and then whenever you he's don't love on their he, back,
1: you don't love their backfield. They got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones and fucking Giovanni Bernard.
2: I don't know. I just don't. They and They have weapons to throw to regardless. I mean, all those guys can catch out of the backfield too. Tom Brady, I mean, he could put up four touchdowns in a half if he wanted.
1: Which he's definitely done before. So yeah, I don't I don't hate that. I mean, Tom Brady is the GOAT for a reason. So number three is where he fits. Number four, I got Aaron Rodgers. Just because Devontae Adams, Robert Tunyon. I mean, that's it. he's
2: <laughs> but Rodgers I mean, all, always... all he needs is Devontae Adams, so That's it.
1: Yeah, Rodgers always puts up points. So, yeah, like he can chuck the ball so effortlessly.
2: He only needs Devontae Adams. So, yeah, uh, don't hate that pick. My number four is Lamar Jackson, uh, just yeah. because he's, I hate oh, I hate it too, but he's another guy we that's just gonna such a different points. top five. I know, such but I guarantee you, I, I mean, all those guys are going to be in my top 10. It's just a matter of how I think they're going to finish the year who i like uh mine's lamar jackson i just he's he gets tons of points on the ground and <clears throat> always good for a rushing touchdown if he's not throwing the ball
1: for sure my number five is justin herbert so
2: my number five is dak prescott i think a lot of wow. people i mean obviously he's got to, have to stay healthy to do it but if he's healthy as top five quarterback he lit up the place whenever he was healthy so now and now he has cd lamb too and he didn't have yeah. him. When he so was you have
1: no, five. you have no Josh Allen, no Russell Wilson, no Aaron Rodgers in your top five. That's interesting.
2: They are like, I mean, they're right there. They're six, seven, eight. Yeah.
1: So. Okay. All right. Well, that's our top five fantasy quarterbacks. I had Mahomes, Allen, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Justin Herbert. Chavez had Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady,
2: Lamar Jackson, and Dak.
1: Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. The first wide receiver question I think is I think is amazing because talent's deep wide receiver is always a deep deep position. Talent is deep this year. So with that with that deep level of talent, are there certain teams that you're avoiding like no matter how good the player is, are you avoiding drafting a wide receiver from that team because of the sheer depth they have? Is there a team out there?
2: Yep, Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, that's mine too.
2: I won't pick any wide receiver from Miami Dolphins. Uh, not only because they're going to have an identity crisis on, no one's going to carry the team and the wide receiver, but I don't see Tua lighten up the boards with 300 yards and three touchdowns a game. And that's what you're going to need uh, to have one of those wide receivers do good.
1: Yeah. I see Tua being very much a game manager. Also, like you said, the litany, the litany of, Options they have, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Mike Kosicki, Jalen Waddle, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Preston Williams, the list goes on and on and on. That's not even the running backs that they also throw to. I also
2: have – go ahead.
1: I said two is known to spread the ball around. Like I told Travis, like he's going to be that guy where they're going to show like that little stat on the broadcast like at the end of the first quarter he's completed – uh, 11 passes, nine of them to different receivers or like, or to nine different receivers. Like he's just going to spread the ball around way too much.
2: Yeah. Way too much. I also have the Houston Texans mainly because I mean, you can look at their team. They have Brandon cooks. You'd be like, Oh yeah. I might add him with Brandon cooks. No, uh, that's not going to happen. Not taking anyone on the Texans. They're going to be horrible. Same thing goes for the lions.
1: All right. Very interesting. So, Dolphins and Texans for Travis. I say Dolphins stay away from the receivers is too deep. Um, with that being said, second question, any rookie wide receivers on your radar that are worth grabbing? I feel like this year was kind of a little bit more of a quiet year for wide receivers. Um, but who, who, who are you looking at to to draft on your team this year as a rookie wide receiver?
2: I didn't like uh, this guy heading into the draft, but I have Jamar Chase on my radar heavily. Um, his ADP right now is 58, but he's on a team where he's really kind of just going to enter as a main target. Uh, he's got chemistry with Joe Burrow set up for success. Big old boy. Um, you're going to, you can get him in in the seventh round here. So, I mean, that's a huge value.
1: Yeah. I've, I've just read some bad stuff out of camp on Jamar Chase. I read that he's slow off the ball. Um, not getting the separation, but maybe it'll work out. I, I don't hate that at all because it's I just, just think a his pick. volume that he's
2: going to get because Joe Burrow already knows him.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just the chemistry of Joe Burrow alone makes that pick worth it. Mine, <clears throat> excuse me, is Nico Collins, the wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Travis just said, don't pick someone from Houston. <laughs> um, but hear me out here. Uh, he's from Michigan. If you guys didn't know, he's going to be the number two guy behind Brandon Cooks and we all know Brandon Cook's injury history is not that great. So if Brandon Cook un- un- undoubtedly goes down, I hope he doesn't, but if he does, then this Nico Collins kid is going to be the number 1 guy in-, in Houston. Even if he's not, Cook's going to get all attention. He'll be he'll be number 2. And the Texans may suck, but they still have Deshaun Watson at quarterback. He's got to throw the ball to somebody. This kid's got a big frame, 6 foot 4, 215, big red zone threat. I think the problem with him is he's going to be boomer bust depending on a touchdown. So again, late flyers ADP's one ninety eight. So obviously a last round get, maybe even a waiver pickup after the first week. Um, I would just, I would, I would look out for him. Like if you're like looking at your team coming the last round, you're like, I like all my team. Who can I pick to fill my roster? And you think you might need another receiver? Check out Nico Collins. That's all I gotta say.
2: All right, <clears throat> don't hate it. So just got Nico Collins. I have Jamar Chase, uh, kind of an obvious pick, but one that you can get at value. Um, speaking of value wide receiver steals. So those who have an average draft position of a hundred or higher, um, I have one that instantly stood out to me and it is, he's like way over a hundred finds Jamison Crowder okay. New York jets. His average draft position is 185. So, I mean, literally end of the draft. It's insane. For a guy of his nature who's been in the league for a handful of years, gets the productivity he does when he's healthy. Last year, he started in just seven games, had 700 yards, six touchdowns with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. Now enter Robert Sala, Zach Wilson. I think they're going to lean on Jameson Crowder. I know they have a lot of young talent coming into New York. They have another rookie wide receiver. They have, I think, Corey Davis now in New York. Jameson Crowder is always going to be that guy who gets targets and who gets catches. So, at 185, I love that for him.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, his, his ADP probably dropped because of Corey Davis, but I don't hate that pick at all. I was actually looking at Corey Davis for my steal because he's also got an ADP of, of 100 or lower. I mean, at the end of the day, you got a new quarterback and Zach Wilson throwing the ball. so
2: Anything's better than Sam Darnold. I mean, Exactly. Just For me, it goes to the fact that Jameson Crowder last year was the 38th-ranked fantasy wide receiver, and they have him, I mean, given his ADP of what it is, it's like the 60 some, 66th-ranked wide receiver.
1: Yeah, so the juice may be worth a squeeze there. Again, another like last-round pick. You're looking at the board. I like my team, but I could use another receiver.
2: I have like, a couple a others at- too, but I'll let you go.
1: Mine's going to be Nelson Aguilar. He's on a new team this year. He's playing for the New England Patriots. Um, he's finding he's finding himself on his third team in three years, but he's coming off a career year. Last year, set his own personal record record for receiving yards, had 896 receiving yards, also tied his career high with touchdowns, had eight TD grabs last year. Now, this pick, his ADP is 186. So very similar to Travis. Very, very late. Last round grab. Um, this is very dependent on Mac Jones eventually becoming the starter in New England. If Cam Newton is the quarterback in New England come week four, week five, and you still have Nelson Aguilar on your bench, fucking cut him because he's not going to be worth a damn. I'm saying draft him with the intention of Mac Jones being the quarterback because this dude's a deep threat. Mac Jones has a cannon, and Nelson Aguilar, like I said, coming off a career year, I could see him kind of doing that again in the New England system as long as Mac Jones there. Late flyer, ADP of, of, of 186
2: long as he can catch the ball because the dude has notoriously bad hands but yeah. i don't hate it my next one is one that i really like uh, it is mike williams from the los angeles Chargers. this goes with my justin herbert pick uh they have keenan allen mike williams and then jalen guyton who did come on strong last year but mike williams is that deep ball guy he could have Three catches and 140 yards. Like the dude is six foot four, 220 pounds, and his ADP is 113. So he's hovering right around that 100 mark. But I just love that, love his chemistry that he already has with Herbert, and he's pretty much their main deep threat.
1: They do have this one that that rookie, um, Josh Palmer from Tennessee, who's playing for who's on the Chargers. Who I read might might steal some reps, but I I, I don't hate that pick at all.
2: I don't think he's going to steal reps from Mike Williams, maybe Jalen Guyton.
1: Yeah. So, but anyway, that's our wide receiver steals. Nelson Aguilar for me, Travis had um, Jameson Crowder, and Mike Williams. Oh, ahead.
2: another one super late that you might be able to get Donovan Peoples Jones uh, from the Cleveland point. Browns.
1: Okay.
2: Baker Mayfield has been connecting with him a lot this preseason. I've seen a lot of deep touchdowns of him. I know he had a couple last year, so keep out for him on your radar, too.
1: There you go. So those are some late late draft grabs that you can thank to the two drunk brothers if they're scoring touchdowns come week one. Um, This next question, we're telling you to avoid them. Don't draft them. Stay away from them. What's top ten wide receiver are you avoiding this year? Like, What's top ten wide receiver? Are you just like, nope, I don't want them?
2: This is tough cuz there's they're all solid and I'm not going to I'm not going to say this is one that it's like I wouldn't pick but if I had to pick one I am going to pick AJ Brown. Really? Uh yeah, I mean he is the eighth ranked wide receiver right now, ADP of 22, so it's like late second, early third round. I think that he just has too much competition now. Got Julio Jones and Josh Reynolds other team Josh Reynolds was like supposed to be the, the one of their big pickups this offseason. Uh it's a lot more talent to compete with, and I think Tana Hall Tannehall, Tannehill is one to spread the ball Tana out. Tannehill. Hill, Tana Tana Hill. Tana Hill. Yeah, how they fucking say it on the broadcast drives me insane. This is an outer banks. Um he's gonna spread the ball out if he can. He's got Julio Jones and Josh Reynolds to compete with now, so he's not gonna get near
1: this is an outer banks. I just
2: <laughs> he's not getting near the production that he uh that he got last year i think again not saying don't draft him but i don't think he's gonna have this phenomenal you like everyone thinks
1: okay i don't hate that just because of the fact that julio jones is there like i, I don't
2: hate that at all
1: mine's Calvin. Mention, i
2: guarantee oh wow calvin ridley
1: yeah calvin ridley's mine um i think Atlanta is gonna be horrible you guys if you guys listen to episode 128 which is last week's if not go back and listen to it. it's our nfc preview me and travis both think that a- Atlanta is going to be a terrible team this year. Um, I think a lot of Ridley's success was due to the fact that he was opposite of Julio Jones. Julio Jones was attracting the majority of the best cornerbacks of every team they face, which allowed Calvin Ridley to get free, break these fucking fools who don't know how to cover him. And also Matt Ryan has a goddamn noodle arm, So I'm just not sure. The only be thing is that up-
2: he's going to get crazy volume because there's nobody there.
1: I just don't think he's capable of putting up those numbers as the number one guy. I think he's going to attract a lot more attention. Now that Julio Jones isn't there. That's just my opinion. I'm staying away from
2: Calvin Ridley. All right. Don't hate it. Uh, another one that I'm kind of fading in that top 10 is Terry McClure. And he's right at number 10 right now. Uh,
1: it just depends on what Ryan Fitzpatrick shows up again. Like it's so determined. Uh, if you get New York Jets or Buffalo Bills, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Miami Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: But even then, Ryan Fitzpatrick couldn't turn Devontae Parker into a top-10 wide receiver. So why do you think that Terry McLaurin's going to be a top-10 wide receiver?
1: You're right. If anything, Brian Fitzpatrick will turn Logan Thomas into a top-tier tight end because he loves his tight ends. He made yeah. he made Gesicki a star.
2: So even more thinking about Ryan Fitzpatrick's good year in Miami, couldn't turn – a uh, huge wide receiver into a top 10. So hate Terry McLaurin now, even more after talking about it.
1: There you go. Terry McLaurin. So stay away from Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown. And that's the three. Another one go. we're talk about is a uh, quarterback wide receiver stacks. I think these are super important. Literally. I'll talk about this till the day I die. I literally won a fantasy league one year by having the Peyton Manning, the Marius Thomas, uh, Julius Thomas triple stack in fantasy one year when Pey- when Peyton Manning broke the touchdown record. Um, I, think I think they can be valuable if you get the right ones. So which quarterback, wide receiver stack, if available, are you going to try to grab this year?
2: So I'm going with non-obvious ones, like ones that you're not going to have to reach for like get two of your top three picks. Like I'm staying away from your Patrick oh, Holmes no. and Hill and Josh Allen and Diggs. I have one that I think could get you a lot of points, um, two actually. My first one is Matt Stafford and Robert Woods. Okay. Easy combo to grab. Robert Woods ADP right now is at 49. I think he could possibly end up being a top 10, maybe even top five wide receiver uh, with Matt Stafford throwing to him. The dude gets open. He gets a lot of targets. And then as we already talked about, Matt Stafford is one of my top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, So both very easily like able to draft and one that I think you should lock up.
1: Okay. All right. I, like you said, Mahomes and Hills, unrealistic. Um, I, I, I like this one. Uh, like you said, you don't want to waste your top two three draft picks. Um, but I like if you can do it in back-to-back rounds, one I like is Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen.
2: That is my second one.
1: Keenan Allen slated to go late third, early fourth. And Herbert slated to go in the sixth. So, even like you could still get, like Travis said, you can get your first two, you can get your running backs bang, bang, one, two, draft Keenan Allen in round three, and then maybe even take Herbert early in round five and get another wide receiver after Keenan Allen in round four. I mean, that's a very good draft strategy right there um, to get, you know, or, or tied in, in somewhere between there. But still, I think Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert is a realistic stack that you can get and still get some other talent around them.
2: Yep. That was my second one so Stafford and Woods and Herbert Nallin for me two super super realistic ones uh outside of your obvious ones those are some Those hitters. aren't even obvious
1: it's going to be so hard to get uh Mahomes and Hill it's going to be so hard to get uh Rodgers and Adams Yeah Rodgers and Adams is impossible Uh yeah
2: cuz Rodgers like you're going to have to get DeVonte Adams in the first round though
1: Yeah absolutely so absolutely
2: It's just I, I wouldn't reach for those. Like the ones that we just mentioned are people that you can draft your key running backs first. I mean, and even Robert, I mean, Robert Woods could be, your Robert Woods and Keenan Allen could both be your wide receiver one.
1: Yeah. And you can get them in your third. Like if you have the number one third over, like the number, like early picking the third round Keenan Allen's ADPs, like late third, early fourth, take them early and then get Herbert in the fifth before he's supposed to go in the sixth. I mean, it's a very, very big possibility. Same thing with, I mean, you can grab Stafford in like the tenth or eleventh, according to the to these to these draft things. So
2: yeah, so love that. Those are great finds. Um, rounding out wide receivers, doing the same thing we did with our quarterbacks. Power ranking top five fantasy wide receivers on our own. Number one, obviously, got to be Devontae Adams.
1: Absolutely, Devonte Adams. This this list is this list this is list.
2: very hard. Yeah in terms of not being super vanilla. Uh, my number two is Stefan Diggs. Same. My number three is Tyreek Hill. Same. My four and five, I, I tried to switch up a little bit. My four is somebody, I don't think you're going to like this pick. Uh, it's Alan Robinson. Add Chicago? Justin from Chicago. Yes. Allen Robinson last year uh, was the number 12th ranked overall with Mitch Trubisky throwing to him.
1: True.
2: Add Justin Fields to the mix, whole different ball game. Really, kind of the only guy there, other than Darnell Mooney. Their tight ends suck, so I think it's not unrealistic to think he could be a top five wide receiver.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. My number four is Keenan Allen.
2: Okay, I like that. As long as he can stay healthy. Yep. That's his only issue. My number five is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. That's true. Too. Really. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, my, and then I have a guy right on the fringe. I really like and he's going to have a really great year, CD Lamb.
1: You're high you're high you're high on CD
2: Lamb, huh? I am high on CD Lamb. I'm high on on Dallas's offense this year with Dak Prescott. As well, again, it's this is all banking on him staying healthy though. Yeah, true. CD CD Lamb last year was a was ranked the twentieth wide receiver with fucking Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> I was I was throwing that up for you to do that. So Ben DiNucci. <laughs> though our fantasy wide receivers a lot less controversial than quarterbacks. Really, Absolutely. only one difference is our four.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's pretty like you said. The top wide receivers are pretty defined. I think you know, and then once you get out of that, you can find some.
2: Diamonds in the rough, yeah. And wide receivers this year. Um, I'm just gonna ignore that and blow right through again for the second time, even though I love it. Uh wide receivers this year, you can get, I mean, there's a hundred of them that you could start, I think, week in, week out.
1: I think so too. I think so as well. So real quick, let's move on to defenses. Um, this would be a quick a quick topic of discussion. When do you draft a defense? Like, when? when is the ideal time? Again, is it like, you know, playing it by ear? or you Are you one of those people like, fuck it, I'm going to let all these morons draft the top nine defenses and I'll take number 10 in the last round if I have to.
2: Yeah, if you – I would say, like, second to last pick. There's no point in wasting a draft pick before then.
1: I, I agree. I mean, I always have a rule. The first person to draft a defense and the, or the first person to draft a kicker in fantasy – it's always the first person or is always the last place person. That was
2: terrible. I am like, I'm, I'm hating defenses more and more each year and think that like, as the years go on, they're not even going to be a thing anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we're, we, Travis and I are trying to get rid of him in one of our leagues that we're in.
2: I just just hate it with an it's ID. so stupid.
1: At least, at least if you do an IDP, you can have somebody like you have some, some control, like, you're to draft Jerome Baker. Like you know, Jerome's good for fucking 10 plus tackles every single game, and he's gonna put up points and he's not gonna get docked if some scrub lets up a big ass touchdown because he fucking blew an assignment, you know. Yeah, so that's
2: that's my thing is like you never know unless you have like top one or two defense what they're gonna do. They get negative points. I th- think that the ability for a team for a raw, a spot on your team to get negative five is just fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, I agree. Like even the top ranked defense is the Rams. They have an ADP of one Oh nine. I think that's too high. It's like the 11th round. Um, I think you, you can wait later. Like Travis said, 12th, you know, second to last round, 13th round, most leagues have 14, 15, 16 rounds. Um, you know, I would say, you know, 13th round should be your earliest time to make your move. Um, there, you can still get according to ADP teams like Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Buffalo Indy, although I'd avoid that one personally, um, but you can still get some some good defenses there in the 13th, 14th round.
2: Yep, I do agree. Um, but I don't think that defenses really are going to make your team. I mean, unless you have like your uh, crazy team like last year, if you had the Washington yep. football team that scored like 20 points, like four weeks. Like, unless you have that, you're not going to really... When, was it the Washington Was it the Washington football team that did that? I know they had a couple of weeks where they just went bananas. I know the Bucks had a good season too.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of teams last year that were like, if you had those two teams, like you were primed every single week. But other than that, like that's exactly what I said. Unless you have like the top one or two defenses that are going to be putting up ten plus points every week, they're not going to make or break your team. You can make it up other spots. So.
2: But even then, it's, it's such a guess because you never know what team's going to be that team to score fantasy points ahead of the year. I feel like it's always a new one.
1: True. Very true. Like,
2: like I wouldn't reach this year for Washington's defense and with my like fourth to last pick, I'd just be stupid. I'm going to
1: no. wait. No. Uh, top 10 defense to avoid. This one's easy.
2: To a, top 10? Like one of them or are we just listing them off?
1: What's the top 10 defense? You're like, uh, that's ranked top 10 right now. It's going to the top 10 draft-wise. You're like, nope, I'm not touching that. Mine's Indy. They're ranked six overall in defense right now. I think they're They're going to be on the field a lot. Exactly. They're going to be on the field a lot. I think their offense is going to be bad. They didn't look great in preseason. They have a real quarterback controversy on their hands with old Jacob Easton and Sam Ellinger, man, don't they?
2: I don't think it's even a controversy, but people seem to think it is. All right. You're
1: right, it's not it's not a controversy. It's a fucking quarterback travesty. Is what it is.
2: <laughs> I would roll Jacob Eason all day and twice on Sunday. Yeah, uh, but that's just me. But yeah, the Colts they're gonna be their defense is gonna be on the field a lot. Uh, their offense is gonna suck. Which
1: that which even if they don't let up points, that means they're gonna be letting up yards, and that still gets docked against you. So,
2: yeah, don't like that for them. Mine is the Patriots. Uh, kind of for the same reason. I think that their defense is gonna be on the field a lot. Young offense. Everyone's learning. Even if it isn't Mac Jones, it's going to be Cam Newton, and that dude isn't worth my left nut.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree there. Don't disagree. So top ten defenses to avoid: Indy and New England. So if you're in a ten man league, avoid those because someone's going to pick them, and don't be the fool that does it. Um, a surprise defense you have on your radar? I think we're probably the same one here.
2: Mine is the Cleveland Browns. Okay, I don't I think that one's think the same they're, one. They're they're number ten right now. Uh, so, I mean, really, and you can get them pretty much with one of the last picks. Uh, I think they're going to have – I mean, they have an offense – or not offense, awesome defensive line, one that I know they let up some some yards and some big plays. But They're not really prone to letting up a lot of points, and I think they're going to make up for a lot of the yards they allow with sacks.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Mine's Miami. They're ranked 13th right now. I have no idea why they had the most turnovers a year ago with 29. Their secondary de- they're secondaries they're bringing out the same secondary got even nastier apparently that Javon Holland kid is balling out in, the, in preseason so um, I think they're going to turn the ball over a lot again this year they're going to have the, to to win games
2: the, the thing with them with the Miami Dolphins that they have turned the ball over because they get no sacks
1: yeah they have no pass rush so it sucks but we'll see but yeah, I, I, I don't I, hate it the, they had decent defense thir- last year yeah thirteenth I mean if you're waiting to the very last. Very last round, very last pick. Your last pick of defense. You have your handful of teams: the Browns, the Dolphins, people like that t- to choose from. So, with that being said, you could very well wait to your last pick to draft one. I-, I would honestly value kicker over defense.
2: Yes, for sure, absolutely. Uh, which leads us to be: which defense would you draft a little bit higher if they were there and you? team looked like they were in the right spot
1: so higher than their adp mine would be tampa bay
2: that's uh, exactly who yeah. i have
1: yeah they have, yeah
2: they and when the, you're returning everyone on that side of the ball it's kind of hard
1: yeah they have the fourth ranked defense or adp's 126 so if you're in a 10-man league you're looking like the middle of the what was that 13th, 13th round yeah yeah i would do i mean i would probably pull the trigger on them in like the 12th if i if i knew i had a long time to wait there's a couple defenses off the board I'll probably pull the trigger in the 11th or 12th round and and, and snag the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: They play, I felt comfortable with where yeah, the team was looking.
1: Yeah, with how your team's looking. They play in a weak division. That's the big thing for me, too.
2: Weak. Yeah, weak. they will be able to pick off opposing teams a lot. And like I said, they already have the chemistry. They already have the rapport with each other because they're all returning. And it's kind of tough when you take a top – top tier defense from last year and return everyone and not pick them as your defense.
1: Absolutely. I, I concur. So that's going to round out our fantasy football part one preview. Again, this was quarterbacks, wide receivers and defenses next week. We'll come at you with the running backs, the tight ends and the kickers, which I think kickers is is a very underrated position. We'll talk about those ones. Also guys next week kicks off. A fantastic, a fantabulous, big old long stretch of us giving you picks because we actually have college football next weekend. There's like five games on the calendar for Saturday, August 28th. We'll give you picks for those. I will probably
2: bet every single one just because football's back.
1: We will probably give you bets on every single one of those on the podcast as well as the Patreon with some more in-depth stuff. Um, so with that being said, watch out for the Patreon this Friday. to be dropping. I'm going to release our first post. It's like a free post. so You guys can see what it's all about. And then from there, you can decide to, to decide to subscribe, to subscribe, but it's going to be daily, pretty much not daily, but updates for every single NFL, every single, not every single college game, but every single NFL game, a lot of college games, daily MLB plays like Travis has been doing UFC stuff, p- player props, game props, futures with some analysis that we don't, because we, we really can't do player props on the podcast because they don't really drop till the night before the morning of. Yeah. So which I do want, I mean, want I do to give... all
2: my research the morning of, so it's how I've been doing it. So,
1: yeah. So we want to give you a, a way to get that information to you and this is the best way to do it. So,
2: yep. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. So keep your eye out from that. Help us support us. Even I mean, even if you do a $3 package, you like gambling, you want to throw some stuff in, uh, anything helps support us, help show us a little bit of encouragement. Uh, <laughs> To just appreciate the picks we've been putting out because they've been good so far. Um, so that's our fantasy football episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Me, Patrick Mahomes, on the other end here. Hey, guys, I'll catch up. Until then, we'll see you next week. Part two. Peace out.
0: Nice guy.